0: everybody this is the Simpsons show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you
1: i'm i'm just dying robbie this is this is so difficult to tell you but uh i think i might be done with the simpsons after this episode
0: mm, sorry man i got this contract right here uh oh
1: no basically
0: for the rest of my life <laughs> yeah basically for the rest of your life you were contractually obligated to speak about the simpsons uh, I suppose if we have to. On the record, uh, luckily, I will say that after this, after we're done recording this episode, Matt, you never have to do this episode again. Well, thank goodness for that. Yeah. Uh, I also wanted before we start this episode, I do want to formally, I want to formally withdraw uh, any thought that I had last week of being hopeful. Uh, <laughs> you should never
1: be hopeful for an episode ever again, <laughs> no. unless you remember
0: it specifically. Yeah, I, know. Well, I, uh, I was very vague on bye bye nerdy. Uh, and I, I vaguely was, was, uh, like, anxious about it, but now, after watching it, whoo boy. Hi, guys. Hi. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Show. For only $2 a month, you can uh, gain access to all of our bonus content, a lot of bonus material in our back catalog we've recorded over the past few years. Tons and tons of stuff. If you haven't checked that out, uh, I encourage you to do so and help pay... Uh, our hosting and, and all our other various costs. I appreciate everyone who does support us. This week's episode is Bye Bye Nerdy, episode C A B F eleven. Originally aired March eleventh, two thousand and one, written by John Frink and Don Payne. It was directed by Lauren McMullen. This is her first Simpsons episode. Ooh, she got stuck with a funnel I I she's but she has also directed King of the Hill and what was it? It was an, another good show that made me go, "Oh, this, this is a, this is just a Scully or Simpson thing. This isn't her thing." Um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. She directed a lot oh, wow. okay. of Avatar episodes, and yeah, that was a very good show. I don't. So she's she's good at her job. Um, and to be fair, the structure and the the pacing of this episode works fairly well
1: that's true uh there's uh i I mean the b plot is is stupid but it kind of keeps out of the way and and you're never really bored it's just the particular subject matter they chose is um it's
0: it's the content that's the problem it's it's sometimes you know in the scullier episodes sometimes we get where there's no structure and it's a complete mess and it's lazy and it doesn't make any sense and it's offensive and and you know the characters are written like monsters and stuff like that this one is mostly the second part it's not really it's not like messy it makes like it, it mostly works from a to b to c and, and connects the dots and lets you tell the story but it's just a stupid premise it's a terrible premise and the characters are all terrible um let's see the rating uh it was approximately, it got approximately. It's an eight point seven Nielsen rating, ranking twenty sixth for that week. Fourteen percent share, approximately eight point eight million households, or sixteen million viewers. The chalkboard gag. I will not scare the vice president. Is this a a political joke? I'm
1: I'm not remembering. This is a
0: Dick Dick Cheney heart attack joke. Oh okay. He had recently had a uh, he had to go to the hospital for a heart attack or a heart issue or something in two thousand and one. Uh, The couch gag, the family enters the living room in in bumper cars. Marge and Maggie bump Homer, then Bart and Lisa slam Homer repeatedly against the wall. It's alright, it's not bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're picking on Homer, that's that's natural behavior.
0: Yeah. Uh, The guest star, Kathy Griffin as Francine, and Jan Hooks as Manjula. Francine says, what, six words? Yeah, that sounds about right. I I was trying to think, there's gotta be some time where she says a complete sentence, and I don't think there is. I mean, she says complete sentences, but they're very short complete sentences. Yeah. They're like taste. They're not l- complex sentences. N- n- no, <laughs> not a lot of, not a lot of that going on with Francine. I don't know why they needed Kathy Griffin for 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 this. I think that's another. <laughs> she just happened to be in the studio that day. Hey, I, Kathy Griffin, she, come to a voice. Force. I have another. No problems with Kathy Griffin. She is easily replaceable in this because Francine is not barely is barely a character. Um, we we start the episode with an itchy and scratchy cereal commercial for Stabios. Uh. I, I, I don't know. It's it's fine. A child eats cereal from Scratchy's... The abdominal cavity of a cat? Yeah. From inside. It's gross, but, you know, it's itchy and scratchy, and it's fine. Uh, also, yep. the mother gets decapitated. Deca- gets caught off. Yeah, we, we have a decapitated mother. Uh, this episode is... I, I think this is the other thing, man. Like, we, I think both of us, are particularly frustrated with how dumb the plot of this is like the premise itself Mm -hmm. it's also not funny
1: no the thing is if it had just been jokes i could write it off to normal skull year stuff but i don't understand nothing here is funny I I mean, the the outside of the itchy and scratchy stuff, which is typical itchy and scratchy stuff, uh, none of it is really funny. It's like they're trying to be poignant in a satirical way, but they're
0: just bad at it. They don't. I don't know if that's the thing. I don't know if they we will get to it later. I think it really that really point really comes up at the end of the episode. Um, But I don't know what I don't think they know what they're doing, like with this, with that premise and they the jokes connected to this are very I base level sitcom. I guess that's really where I'm at. It's not. It, it's not. There's no layers. You know. That's we we I come back to that all the time. There's there's just no layers, and that's the thing. Like this episode's really dull for how like they talk. We talk. They talk so much about the Scully episodes being so zany and manic, but and th- but they wrote jokes still. I'm like, well, yeah. There's I think there's a couple jokes in here that I thought were funny. Everything else is just dull. It's just like, what? When is this? When is this? This is not. What year are we in? Um.
1: <laughs> it's like this would be dull for the nineteen like seventies. I mean, this is just I, yeah. It's like I, mean, I was trying. to happy th- day plots that are better than this.
0: Yeah, that's what I was like. I'm trying to think of like old sitcoms and like their kind of humor, and it's below. It's like it's like honeymooners was more cutting than this at times. Wow. Um, yeah. So they're watching the commercial. And then Marge comes in and realizes that everyone is late for their perspective whatever's. The kids are late for school. Homer's late for work. We get a Homer making a worse version of a joke they've made before, which is a Scullier special, uh where he said if if I come in late I'll they'll they'll get fired. So I'm not gonna go in at all. And I'm like, uh, 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 uh. guys they we've seen this exact joke in the Simpsons except better. Why on earth are you doing this? Uh, but Marge is basically crazy. She's very suddenly very anxious about all this all the kids and and Homer getting to work on and school on time so she we get a a whirlwind sequence which i think looks it looks fun i guess I, it, it cuz it's well animated and marge is like you know moving the kids around getting them dressed feeding them uh in in really really fast times then she's trying to get them on the bus but it's too late Otto is pulling away just as she gets the kids to the bus and then we get a long drag racing sequence uh, with Marge trying to race the bus so that she can get the a kids. Very on it. long sequence. Yeah, it it's a couple minutes long. It feels like um, they go down an, into an aqueduct, which, depending on your frame of reference, it could be from Terminator Two or like a Greece. I think has a drag race in the same aqueduct. It's modeled... it's it's modeled, I mean, there's a lot of cities that have them, but I think famously it's one in near LA, near L A because that's where they film a lot of movies. Um, Eventually, eventually, Matt, uh, Marge beats the bus, and but by the time she does, they're at the school, so the kids get out of the car, get into the bus, and just before they drop them off at school, Otto turns around because he remembers he needs to get a new kid today. And you can't drop off these kids and then you pick up the new kid. God I mean, forbid. I, well, I, have, but for for all the things this episode does wrong, I will say that it gets to Francine relatively quickly. She is kind of the impetus for the plot of this episode, so it does get to a quote unquote plot before you know seven the end of Act Two, which is roughly usually when they get to it. Um, but we meet this new kid. She is quiet. She has red hair. All um, the other kids are a little questionable. about her? She's a new kid. Lisa is kind of showing is maybe someone should make friends with her. I think they would, you know, she's trying, to, we see it's very prototypical Lisa. It's very much like, Oh, it's a new kid. I should make friends with her. It'll make her life easier Um, to have to meet someone who's already goes to this school. It must be tough being a new kid. So Matt, hmm. a plot there. Then we jump to what is becomes the B plot of this episode, which I had completely forgotten.
1: Me too. I remember the, the A plot of this episode very well. Every time I I heard Bye 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 Nerdy, I was like, oh my gosh, this episode is so dumb. I really hate it. Completely
0: spaced on the B plot because of how bad the A plot was. The B plot is actually quite substantial. Like, it takes up a lot of time in the episode.
1: Yeah, it's more like a 60-40 episode than a you know a 70-30 or an 80-20.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of B plot in this. And it starts with us meeting a sales lady hey hey matt let me stop me from this one a pushy Uh-oh. a pushy sales lady at the door does that sound familiar no not for the simpsons no pushy salesman in the simpsons nope uh we she knocks on the door and comes in to meet homer and march so this coffee's good huh yeah
2: yeah the, uh, the milk really takes the edge off you know i think our marriage is i got it i do
0: Your baby is dead. That's what you'd hear if your baby fell
2: victim to the thousands of death traps lurking in the average American home. Springfield baby-proofing? You you really scared us. Sorry about that. But the truth is, your baby, Maggie Simpson, is dead. (laughs) Dead tired of baby-proofers who don't provide a free estimate. Let's start in the kitchen. Now, pretend I'm a baby. Me what to explore.
1: That's a pretty big caboose for a baby. man, don't be!
0: Wow, that is huge.
1: Yep, those are the jokes we're going with. Yeah, big that's, butt jokes.
0: I just wanted that's. I I just want. I included this, Matt, not because it's funny, but because it's not. Uh, it's not at all. It's, not even close. It's not. This is the. This is the level of humor. This is baseline level of humor in this entire episode. I only have four clips over two x. Uh, they are not. There's just not a lot of jokes in here. They're mostly not. It's mostly just stuff happening. And we're loosely, they resemble jokes. I think that's where we're at. I, they, resemble, they resemble jokes. They aren't actually.
1: Well, they have the setup and the punchline. It's just none of them actually results in laughter because they're not good.
0: <laughs> so we get this baby proofer lady. What? pretending to be a baby she eventually breaks the top off some bottle that was under the sink and it ends up being baby formula uh and she is selling homer and marge on this house. their house is not safe for maggie and they need to baby proof it apparently this was this was this was written during a baby proofing fad going on Oh. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's important to baby proof your house, I guess. If you have a baby, I also don't think that you know. I think the people who are hardest selling you on baby proofing your house are also coincidentally the people who are selling you things that will, the at extra marked up prices that will baby proof your house. Uh, I did not. I'm. I lived. Yeah, you know, I. My house was not baby proofed. My parents. Yeah, shoved, I think our parents just put like
1: heavy objects in front of doors we weren't supposed to open that was the extent of baby proving
0: yeah or like a dog gate or something you know it's like hey yeah
1: those work really well
0: it just you can't Although, go in that I room i think they're called baby gates now unless because of this that's probably true um i will say this man i another, like i i try i try and make notes of like things i actually do appreciate as we go through an episode even though it's very difficult in this one i do appreciate the fact that they don't homer does not give in in this situation and pay the sales lady he kicks her out on the uh, which is good that's a good
1: homer thing to do
0: yeah and because believe me i me myself and i if that lady came to my door and started yelling at me about how my baby's dead and then turns out my baby's fine i might hurt her a lot yes or let my wife do it
1: (laughs) that's true your wife can be quite scary
0: um Regardless, uh, they kick her out. They do not pay it. However, this is the impetus for the B plot, which we'll get to in a little bit. We cut back to the A plot, and it, this is how we end the first act because they are on the playground, and Lisa notices Francine is sitting alone.
2: Look at the new kid hogging the teeter totter. It's like she owns the place. Yeah, she thinks she's babe pig in the city. Give her a break. Remember your first day at school? Not as long as I keep taking these. Well, someone's got to make her feel welcome. Hi there. My name's Lisa. What's yours? Ugh.
1: Well, that's how this seems to usually go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so Lisa is met meets Francine, and Francine punches her directly in the face.
1: Which, you know, that that's how that's like I said, that's how these things go. You know, you just get punched I, in the face all the time. I don't. No. No. I mean, you just don't walk up to somebody and say hello and they punch you in the face.
0: Weird. No, I don't. We're going to. I have. I'm sure you do, too, Matt. Uh, whew, OK, so that's it. that We got a commercial. Act two begins at seven minutes and thirty five seconds. Oh, and...
1: Why do you why do you do this to me, Robbie? Why can't we just skip act pass, two? anyway? Pass,
0: passing off the, the baton. Here you go, Matt. You get to okay. run. You get to run
1: for the so, while. At this point, uh, we're back at the Simpsons household, uh, where Lisa is reporting her running. Uh She now has a black eye thanks to Francie, which, of course, the school is not going to deal with at all. Uh, and then we find out that Homer was a bully. Uh, we get a flashback to him uh, with musical accompaniment by Barney uh, beating up Smithers because I guess they were
0: finding a way Matt, to
1: make bullying Matt, funny. Matt,
0: Matt, I got it. Okay, I need. I'm going to stop you right here. You wanted. You want a break? You want me? To, why I got to do this to you? I have. I have a rant. Okay, ranting. I have Dude, a rant. Rant away. This is num- rant number one. What is this? What is this? Why? Why, why is Homer? Homer with Barney. Barney's kind of there. Homer is the one doing it. He has. I'm gonna. Homer is holding up Smithers against a locker. Smithers has braces, uh, glasses. It's it is distinctly Smithers though. Yes. And Homer is punching him in the stomach. I think. Why are they doing this? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, let's
1: see, because uh, it's funny uh, to beat people up who are different from you. That's I, the best I can deal with.
0: When, when was Homer
1: ever a bully in high school? Well, you see, that happened in the past. And it turns out uh, you can just go back into the past and do whatever you want, because the past is an
0: infinite time stream. I don't want, don't. Don't Simpsons writer this up to me, Matt, okay? I, what I'm saying <laughs> is, I don't need every episode of The Simpsons to be directly canonical. But I do expect them to be fairly consistent with characterization throughout the entirety of the show, okay? I don't need them to reference exact plot points in The Way Who He Was or anything like that. Or in Homer Palooza, which I believe is what I'm mm-hmm. remembering. But I do want you to be consistent with how you characterize a character. Homer has never been a bully and was never a bully in high school. Every time we've ever seen him ever. He was a loser. He only his only friend was Barney. He was lame. Homer was lame. He wasn't popular. That's how many episodes does Homer try and make up for his lack of popularity in school by making Bart popular in school? A lot. Many, Quite a few, in fact. many episodes. Homer Palooza is all about Homer finally finding himself to be in a situation where he is a cool guy, where he gets to hang out with cool people and feels like he belongs. There's so many episodes like that. It is a it is a one of, I would call it a foundational aspect of Homer's character in that in middle now approaching middle age in his 30s, Homer is constantly searching for a place where he can belong. He, it, The the stone cutters. A bowling team. I, over and over and over and over again. Homer Palooza itself. There's so many situations. Where episodes are based around the fact that Homer. As a kid. As a high schooler. As a young person. He did not belong. He had few friends. He felt like a loser. And when he finally finds himself in a situation. Where he has friends with people. Where he belongs. He... He will do anything to keep that feeling, even risking his own life. Like that's the whole point at the end of Homer Palooza, that he he has to make the decision. Like I, oh right, my life is actually more important than a f- this feeling I having, where I ha- I need to live for my family. And so many episodes, they come back to that where he has finally found a group of a, a group that he belongs in, and it is his family. And it is the Simpsons. But Homer was not a bully. He didn't beat. He would not. He he was a he was a slacker. If you want to resort, if you want to resort to like a Breakfast Club type <laughs> uh, click definition, he was a loser. He was a slacker. He was a stoner. He didn't beat up other kids. He he might not have stopped jocks from beating up nerds, but he didn't. I don't. This is this is unacceptable. And it's and it. But I mean, it's not different than all the other ways the Scully years make Homer. They make him a sociopathic bully. That's all he is to Mike Scully, apparently.
1: Yeah, it's like that's how they saw him, and therefore
0: they're trying to make it that fit with, you know, everyone else's view of him. And it's a tr- it's a giant problem with many episodes in the years, And this is not a big Homer episode. He is in the B-plot. He It barely matters. But I watched this, and it immediately frustrates me. Because this is co- complete opposite of what I think of when I see this. Feels like I'm watching uh, the mirror dimension from Star Trek. It feels like Homer. This Homer should be wearing a goatee. Like this is not. This is not Homer. Whoever this is, this is a doppelganger. Whoever this whole this Homer is in this in the past, ran over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I don't really have a whole lot to add here. This is just.
1: It's basically character assassination. It's Homer being someone completely different who, from who we've known Homer to be because it's a better setup for jokes.
0: And it doesn't even add to the theme. Like, it doesn't even add. It it makes no sense in the context of the, the rest of the, the A plot, even, which is even more frustrating. Like, they're not even doing this for a good reason. They're doing it literally just to fill time because they think Homer beating up Smithers to Barney is funny, I guess. I guess. I That's like you said, Matt. I think we because it's not funny, we have to guess they put a lot of things in episodes because they think they are like, cause otherwise there's no, they don't connect to the plot or character. So it'd have to be because they think it's funny. It would have to be. Uh,
1: but unfortunately they are very, very, very wrong. Mm-hmm. So anyway, moving on, uh, Marge attempts to give Lisa advice uh, and her basically advice boils down to try and find something in common with your bully, uh, which can be good advice depending on the particular bully. Uh, we're going to get to my issues with this particular plot thread eventually oh
0: my god man! i know i know anyway moving on Mm -hmm. uh
1: at this point lisa attempts to make nice with francine by uh you know just trying to find something that she likes unfortunately it does not go well
2: uh francine i think we got off to a bad start so hey you like malibu stacy too oh yeah and you like the same one I like with the grad student glamour pack. Just like the one in my locker. That's mine, isn't it? <laughs> oh. <gasps> Tastes like yours. How about jazz? Do you like jazz? Oh, I like jazz. No Millhouse? She got you too. Yeah, but it's not so bad. I'm standing on Ralph. We're a totem pole. Hiya, 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 hiya.
1: So yeah, yeah, this is this is where we're at now. Um, Francine bites the head off her doll, and then stuffs her into a locker. Tastes like yours. Which makes no sense at all, but, you know, bullies have never been known for their sparkling wit. But so,
0: I I, I, do believe this is that is the longest sentence that Francine says in in this in this episode. It is three words long.
1: Yeah, it's, it's mostly urged over and over again. So uh, at this point, uh, we go back to the B plot uh, where Homer is attempting to nail cushy stuff to other stuff, because that's how you baby proof things, um, at least in Homer's mind. And somehow uh, Maggie gets a hold of the nail gun and apparently it's a very old nail gun because it has zero safety features and Homer is pinned to the wall by nails shot out of the nail gun by Maggie. Yeah, I'm done with this. I'm going to move right on because that's a <laughs> of- oh. <laughs> this uh, is my act. You don't get to
0: insert rants in my act. I just want to move I, I, past it and forget c- that it happened. It's. It's just cartoonish nonsense, Matt. I mean, it is. I could. It is worse. It's Looney Tunes is funny and clever. This is just Maggie hurting Homer. It's just that's all yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway,
1: um, this next thing in our notes, I don't remember. Dumb argument about a thing that isn't funny or interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what
1: that was referring to.
0: <laughs> that is uh, Homer and Marge uh, discuss baby proofing, Matt. It's. The baby proofing plot, basically. As oh, OK. It, we can writ, skip right writ, past that. It's Homer being
1: stupid in Mark okay. attempting to call him on it, but eventually just saying, eh, whatever. And
0: then he gets nailed again. That's the I believe that's what. Yeah, they were. Oh, did. that's
1: the point where Maggie fires the nail through his hand. And Homer says, get her out of here, obviously, because he's about to hurt his child, even though he left a nail gun within her grasp. Mm hmm. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Moving on past that as well. Uh, And Next, we go back to the school uh, where, for some reason, Martin is hanging upside down and the boys are throwing tomatoes at him, which, sure, why not? That's that's something bullies would do, uh, I guess. Uh, Lisa, however, has other ideas and wants to hire the bullies.
2: What do you want? Would you bullies be interested in some bodyguard work? This is so funny. We were just talking about moving into protection. We're offering a recess and lunch package that's very affordable. Well, I'm going to need full coverage. My bully is highly aggressive. Check out these Indian burns. Good job, Triple twist. Nice work. You sure this was done by hand? Yeah, she's a real purist. She? <gasps> Sorry, we don't do girls. They bite and kick and scratch. And sometimes we fall in love. Mm. Wow, there's so much I don't understand about bullying. Yeah, there's a lot of history there. Did you know it predates agriculture? mm Let's walk.
1: Finish the job. <laughs> so, yes, uh, there's a lot of history in bullying, a.k.a. people being mean to each other for no good reason. Really? There's history there? You I mean humans haven't been doing that since they've been human? I just... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Matt,
0: Matt, I here. I'm gonna defend this this scene in particular. Okay, because this scene actually does a good job of doing what The Simpsons does best in layering classically what The Simpsons do best. I I should add. Well, yeah, because here. this. Sorry, real quick, I just want to point out
1: that this is. An interesting conversation that they have they're trying to put in some idea of actual scholarship and oh they're making fun of the idea of bullying as history
0: and they try but they just don't get there which is probably why it makes me so mad well i mean i i mean not just that but i mean the in this entire scene where it because it it's it's layering plot and character and setting and giving us a lot of information indirectly showing it is in this episode the scene does a good job of showing and versus telling it is not just lisa because like it could very easily i could see there's scully episodes that do this where lisa just walks up to the bullies and says i am being bullied by this girl please help me and the boys go no we do not do girls like it like they're just plot robots And this is we one we 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 come to the boys they are busy bullying martin with tomatoes and they're showing character. We're seeing Martin's character, where Barton is like correcting their grammar, even as they are bullying him. We see the bullies being bullies. We see them in their environment. We give a, it, it gives us a greater insight into the wider world of the Simpsons of Springfield Elementary. Like, it's not just, there's not just a little tiny bubble around Lisa and Bart. Things are happening around them. This is a real world. This is a real place that we are visiting. And this gives a sense of that. Lisa walks up to them. They are first uh, a little guarded because they think she's going to rat them out or something. But then she's like, "No, I want to hire you." And then they get we get a little fun joke about them going, "Yeah, we are thinking about getting in a protection." Like that's a good gag. It's not that's, this episode. That's
1: what uh, adult bullies do. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the mafia do
0: exactly. And so, like, you get that, and you get Lisa showing off uh, the. It doesn't have Lisa just blindly stating, "Oh, it is a girl that is it is a new girl. Her name is Francine." It is Lisa showing off a, her her injury, and the, the bully's commenting on it, and that's a little fun. Hey, they they can kind of they know their craft of Indian burns or whatever. And then we get her her indirectly t- telling the boys that it is a girl bullying them, and they we get the uh, another added gag of of I think was it Dolph says oh and then and sometimes falling in love with them like that's yes, that's that's, that's not again of the few good jokes in this episode that is one of them and i think that frankly like i think two of the three jokes i like in this whole episode are in this scene um i don't know if we call them jokes they're gags they're funny little things they're definitely gags yes yeah they're not I, they're not like set up punchline things but they are like hey that's cute charming and and like that that is this scene in particular does all those things very well. Unfortunately, it's set in the, this episode. And it 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 as a, in a vacuum, I think it it does everything you want a Simpsons uh, scene to do. And I I don't even mind the him walking off and saying it's older than agriculture and all that stuff. Like that's he's a bully. He's not Nelson is not a smart kid. Uh, so I don't mind him like having this weird view of bullying like some as some sort of weird noble thing. Yeah, but as like this compact scene works really well it's just everything before and after does not as like it doesn't connect to something more meaningful or better or even as good as this in the rest of this episode but i did want to focus hey this is a good thing this is example of if everything was like this scene this episode would be good layers man it's all it always comes back to layers right and
1: for once there are two layers instead of just the one that we're used to
0: yeah exactly
1: Yes. So uh, at this point, uh, we go back to uh, Nelson giving a lesson uh, to Lisa about bullying and the long history of it. And, you know, like you said, this is probably the, one of the better parts of the episode, just because they go into a little bit of panache about how Lisa learns about the history of bullying. Uh, but then we go back to the B plot and Homer is running a business. Uh, he's basically he goes to visit uh, Manjula and Apu and... Uh, puts foam fingers on their Shiva's uh, because, you know, obviously that's going to stop the babies from being hurt. He pours jello in a pool. He puts road spikes in for Chief Wiggum because Ralph's an idiot and runs in the road. Uh, and he also puts bubble wrap around entire playgrounds. Uh, these are obviously very short term, uh, not at all practical solutions, but it's Homer so no one is surprised. Uh, but at this point, Uh, Lisa in one of the again better bits of this episode goes to Willie and says oh we know about the tapes because it's it's very obvious Willie tries to play it off like oh no there are no security cameras in the school uh but it's it's it's, they're really obvious uh so Lisa goes and watches the security tapes and finds the one incident she can where Francine left her alone uh which is a good it's a good way to start this investigation when you're trying to figure out the source of bullying uh unfortunately Willie has to leave uh because he's got to replace some paper towels um and Francine shows up. How does Francine shows up? How does Francine show up? No idea. Doesn't matter. Lisa gets beat up yet again. Uh, and that's that's how it ends. Uh, Lisa is on her way to figuring out why bullying occurs in a totally scientific manner.
0: And we go to commercial. 15, this is 15 minutes in. We are in the third act. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's pretty evenly distributed. Uh, the, all, the the time between all three acts. Uh, so that's another thing the episode has going forward. It feels like it's paced very well because, like, it feels like it would be a good episode if it was uh, not what it. And I agree with you, Matt. I think that Lisa going to see, like, tracking down, like, this investigation she, she goes into and the experiments and stuff, like, that's all very Lisa. Unfortunately, it is used in the worst way possible.
1: Yeah, it's like a pastiche of science and investigation rather than, you know,
0: it's actual This is uh, uh, the Big Bang Theory. That is what this episode is.
1: I feel like even the Big Bang Theory would be, because they tend to uh, stay away from things that involve mental health, which is essentially what a lot of bullying stems from. And the fact that, this episode uh, spoiler for those of you who haven't seen this and in you know you three ever, minutes you should
0: never watch it don't ever watch this episode I, yeah just well, stop make right here uh,
1: go for it uh, pretend the episode was good from here uh, but to say that bullying is the result of a chemical secreted by a certain subset of humanity is uh, it's it's kind of racist or you know ethnicist or you know. It's discriminatory and awful, and it just—it's—it's it's wrong uh to say that that bullies cannot control themselves. Like, there's so much bad here. I would have to spend hours dissecting the bad things that this episode does, just in the third act.
0: So, yeah, we're not going to spend hours. I'm. I. I did say I. I have another. I. I we will. I'm. But both Matt and I will co rant. I'm pretty sure by the end of this episode, that's fine. Oh yeah. Um. So we start the third act with Lisa having all the, I don't know all, some of the most recognizable nerds of Springfield Elementary on Stairmasters, uh, shirtless. They are sweating. She's collecting their sweat. Gross. Gross.
1: But, you know, if, if this was a chemical based thing, that's what she would start with. So
0: that's, yeah, I, it's uh. Yeah, exactly. It's not like that's the thing. It all makes sense in a, in a very kind of in if you look at the, the reality of this episode, if you if you buy into this cartoonish reality of this episode. Yeah, it makes sense. Like she goes on this. She does an experiment. She she goes out. Oh, I have a hypothesis. She collects sweat and she tests it. And it all like if you just if you subscribe to the weird version of reality that the Simpsons episode works in it. None of it is messy. It makes sense. So I you know, sure, she's collecting sweat. Whatever. Uh and so she collects the sweat and then in uh a I, I don't know turn of luck would be the correct phrase, but we we find out Jennifer Tatum is at Springfield Elementary. He's giving a motivational speech or something or t- telling kids not to do drugs or not to eh, who knows. I am I kinda whatever. Juder Tatum's there. Uh he's actually another pleasant part of this episode. Um, and I think the other, this is another little scene I enjoy. I think it's funny, um, where Lisa asks his asks him if she if he's willing to participate in this experiment, and he says sure. And she rubs some of the node sweat on him, and then suddenly Nelson is pulled towards him against his own will. Matt, mm-hmm. his his body, Nelson's body ma- stands up walks over to dredger tatum and starts just punching him doesn't hurt dredger tatum he's a very well, of large man. Not. i was gonna
1: say he's a
0: giant man it's not a problem for it, him it, he's just politely asking nelson to stop and nelson's like i don't want to do this i can't stop myself so that is saying to me that it is nothing to do with the brain it is something to do with the body which doesn't make any sense basically, uh, doesn't no, make it any makes sense at all. It just, it, it, oh,
1: this is an autonomic response uh, to being exposed to this chemical, which basically is what the show is trying to say is that, oh, you know, it nerds, geeks, dorks, whatever, submit this chemical and bullies are a separate, you know, category of human who respond to it, which is just that's
0: how some parts of nature work. That's not how humans work. <laughs> <laughs> mm, we're going to get to it, Matt. So at the same time, we get back to the B-plot and the last of the the B-plot, basically, because we get a news report on baby proofing and how successful Homer has been.
1: The safe baby
2: craze. It's sweeping Springfield thanks to one crusading parent. That's me, safety dance. You can dance. You can dance. Everybody
1: look at your pants.
0: But while Homer Simpson has made our babies safe, he's made infant related businesses cry. All the way away from the bank. How are your baby crutch
2: sales? Uh, terrible, Kent. And cartoon character band-aids forget about it. Look at this baby. I'm not a scratch on him, and I got both payments. The dream is over. Shut her down, boys. Dear God, what have I done? Babies of Springfield, we need your help. Please in your knees! Put dice up your nose! Let cats sleep on your
1: face! That's right, let cats sleep on your face. I'm not exactly sure how that particular one fits.
0: Thankfully that is the last of the B-plot.
1: Thank god.
0: Because the B-plot is normally, the B-plot is supposed to, like, contrast against the A-plot. You know, either if the A plot is kind of a funny, loose, silly plot, the B plot is be a little bit more serious and character based. If the a plot is definitely is is heavier and a little bit more you know character based and not as funny, the B plot is supposed to pick up the slack and provide the jokes. The B plot does neither of these things; it is just bad. I don't baby crutch sales. Is this what we're what we're doing? These are the jokes we're making.
1: Indeed, they are, Robbie. Indeed, they are. Baby crutches, band-aids. Uh, look at this baby. There's not a
0: scratch on him. That's that's terrible. That's so awful. That That is the joke. And I know the that's j- the joke, but... Uh... No, but I mean, that's what I'm saying, man. That is the joke. The joke is Dr. Hibbert holding up a baby and saying, oh, this baby's not hurt at all. What am I going to do? That's not a joke, guys. That's not a joke. That's... that's hey, isn't it funny that, that Dr. Hibbert wants the babies to be hurt so he can get paid? that's not really a joke that's barely to
1: get paid y'all
0: that's not and homer not i don't does homer also eliminate all disease <laughs> i <don't... laughs> So Someone...
1: I mean, maybe homer became an anti-vaxxer
0: <laughs> oh no that's don't give them ideas Matt. i know i know i right, but thankfully hey b plot's behind us no more b plot and then we <laughs> here we go Matt. you ready Are you ready for this? Dun 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 dun. Get some jock jams in here. That's what we need, jock jams. I would if thirty minutes. I would take twenty two minutes of jock jams over this episode one hundred percent of the time. Oh
1: yeah, hundred percent of the time.
0: Dancing in my kitchen to jock jams is is much more pleasant than bye bye nerdy. So this is the final scene of the episode begins where Lisa is at a science thing.
1: this year's big science thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) what What what, robbie what 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 is is that amusing to you it's amusing that this is what this is there like i i have set up until this point this episode is fairly tight and well structured but this does feel very much like um how do we end this uh there's a science thing and Lisa's there and there's a bunch of nerds there and uh she presents her findings about the nerds to the nerds about bullies and she has imp- she has kidnapped a child <laughs> and
1: put her in a cage with
0: the cooperation of her parents. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. So uh we get the science thing there's some dude on there's some scientist Bunch of people in lab coats in the scene. A bunch, a bunch of different ones. Uh, there's a guy on stage. He's talking about an, some <laughs> UFOs or something. I don't know what's going on. Uh, he's talking about UFOs. He. Everyone claps. He leaves. Then we get Lisa. Lisa gets on stage, presented by uh, by uh, by Doctor Frank. Doctor Frank actually does I, one of the other jokes. One of the other lines that actually makes me laugh in this episode is when he's trying to get the attention of all the other scientists. He says, "Pi is exactly three. And that's what shocks everyone. It shocks everyone so that they're quiet. That is a good. What thing. do you think this is? Texas. That's hey. There's plenty of people oh. in Texas who know what the number pi is. man.
1: Well, I know, but wasn't there the legislature, that legislature
0: uh Matt, years back? Matt, you a joke, right? Hold on to that thought, because what? I have some news for you from the news group about oh goody <laughs> about Texas about uh, about a state states trying to pass laws to define what pi is. We're going to talk about that in the news group section. Hold on to that thought. And we got plenty to talk about okay. here. Because Lisa presents her findings that that there is, I want to spell this out very clearly, Matt, that there is a chemical, uh, there's a pheromone called point dextrose. Lisa has named name. point dextrose. Yes. And Homer cheers when he, she announces the name. Mm-hmm. And this is, it's only on nerds. I don't know what that means. What is a nerd? What is a dork? What is a geek? What is a four eyes? What are these things? There's so it's not incredibly scientific in the first place. What, who yeah. So but nerds, they they, they they sweat out this pheromone and people who are bullies are unable to resist attacking these people. And she demonstrates it with francine now i have a clip it's a very long clip it, it lasts almost to the end of the episode that i felt this needed to be captured matt all of it okay <clears throat>
2: my study is entitled airborne pheromones and aggression in bullies, bullies! bullies! I'm afraid. for as long as there have been smart people there have been bullies to prey on them from galileo to sir isaac newton and even in the animal kingdom but why do the brawny prey on the brainy? Is it jealousy? Yes, yes. yes, yes. No. The reason is chemical. No, impossible. That's, that's impossible. Chemicals are our friends. She's a witch! Please, Dr. Coop, let me demonstrate. <clears throat> this is my test subject, Francie. <laughs> I'd like to thank her parents for helping with the caging. Let me out of here! I have isolated the chemical which is emitted by every geek, dork, and four-eyes. I call it poindextrose. Woohoo! Simpsons rule! Sorry. You're dead, nerd! The bully has caught my scent, and she's at maximum range. <laughs> Professor Frank. Very well, Lisa. I'll just finagle the gravy. Are you mad, Frank? Put down that science pole! Huh? My God, she's stopped in her tracks. The little girl's invented some sort of bully repellent. Let's not listen. Actually, it's just ordinary salad dressing. So that's where that went. The pungent vinegar and tangy Roquefort block the smell receptors, rendering the bully harmless. Congratulations, Lisa. You are truly the standout of this year's big science thing. A gift certificate from J.C. Penney? Yes, you'll love their slacks. (laughs) Honey, we're so proud of you. Mm. So all her bullying was just to get some attention. No, Dad, didn't you listen to anything I said? Just to get some attention.
0: That's the end of the clip, right? Yeah, that's the end of the clip. There's no more. There's no, the, Okay, let me, let excuse me, me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that hurts in so many ways. That's, that's awful and bad and misattributing and Homer, especially
0: just, uh oh, oh. I, I do want to say here. So let me, we can, the episode ends after this point, we get, uh, basically Francine running amok, beating up a many, many adult nerds. And that's the end of the episode.
1: Oh, and don't forget her parents uh, saying that, oh, she'll tucker herself out and not stopping it.
0: And also, uh, oh, I do, I do, should that's it, also, Matt. She, at the, the the episode, actually, like the final shot of the episode is her leaping at the camera. Yeah. Because, get it? We're nerds for watching this show. <laughs> yep. <Nothing laughs> like it. Uh, okay. So. They the final result is that bullies, whatever a bully is, uh, Lisa defines it as a brawny person, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. You don't have any
1: brawny nerds, of course.
0: No, there's no nerds that are also strong. I, I, I was both of those in high school. I was a, I played football. Well, uh-huh. I played football, and I was an editor in the newspaper.
1: That and, can't possibly be true. I was a, you Were not involved in like the band or the orchestra?
0: Were you? I played cello actually as well, Matt. Oh God, but you didn't get good grades though, right? I did get I did get good grades. I was oh, in man. a lot of AP classes, and you know oh my I was that's, that's horrible. I was like, how did ninth... you break the, this whole theory? Of I, was, I, was, I was I was ninth in my class uh, while in my graduating class, while also being in the weightlifting team and playing football and being or like I you know multifaceted a person i was a person that's what i was. It was i'm not special i was a person um so bullies are attracted to this smell that people nerds give off whatever nerd is and uh then they attack them and they can't control themselves
1: right and their parents always excuse it by uh just ignoring it and then oh uh, in addition uh, a lot of people think it was just to get attention so they should ignore them and then they will stop their bullying i mean
0: i would say matt that that's the sad part is that Homer is at least attributing it to a sociological problem. Oh, that's true. Oh, why you made it worse. How did you make it worse? Homer is at least attributing it to a sociological problem and not a biological problem.
1: Yeah. yeah. Which, Homer's the smart one. Homer, that's the
0: problem with this episode. Homer is the smart one. Homer is the smart one. It's, it's much like uh Bart's comment. Homer is right at the end of the episode. And that's very dangerous. Um, Now, I'm gonna here. I'm gonna say this, man. I I, not. I want to call it quite a defense of the writers and creators of this episode, but I would say, I would say, that they probably did not think twice about this, about what this episode means when when they do this. Right? I don't think. Of course not. It's it's an avenue for jokes. They did not think at all about what this episode is actually saying and what it means. Because none of the Skullier episodes, largely, they don't have themes. They don't, they don't care about what the episode says. What is it about? I asked that question. What is it about? They don't think about that. So I don't think they even thought about it. They thought, this is the way the plot ends. It's a funny, nerdy... It's a funny, fake science thing. I think it's funny. Let's just go with that. It works. It wraps up the episode. I think that's largely what they did. However, re- regardless of their intent, which is mostly their intent is mostly a hey, we need to make a television show we need to get it out there i don't want to wait i don't want to be here after five so <laughs> we need to get this out um regardless of their intent this what this episode says is dangerous offensive offensive i i, I don't, anti-science it's anti i i don't i don't the word offensive means less and less, it seems, because people use it as like a pejorative to people who are offended by things. But it's literally like this is this is this is dangerous, because when you put out this stuff that is harmless, people call it harmless entertainment. It's just a cartoon. Simpsons are just a cartoon. It doesn't mean anything. Why are you guys so angry?
1: Nothing ever means anything and nothing has ever been political. Comic books never been political Ooh. until now, obviously. Same way with the cartoons. They were never political until recently.
0: When you put out this into the zeitgeist as a very popular show, even at this point, the Simpsons are still extraordinarily popular. And you put this out in the zeitgeist so that millions, literally millions of people watch it. It, All it does is reinforce its anti-science. It reinforces the idea of this schisms between people. And it reinforces the idea that bu- bullying is just a thing we have to put up with. That it is just a fact of life as a child. That bullying is a thing that happens. And you have to expect it either to be a bully or to not be a bully. And that's how it is. I was not bullied in high school. I was on the football team. No one bullied me. I would have hurt them. But I didn't, I don't, I I didn't buy into this weird this this whole idea of of bullies and non-bullies like homer goes to college i I think this is lost at some point because that meme has grown outgrown what the episode is actually saying like you know homer yelling nerd at people just walking by but that episode is largely saying oh these weird boxes that popular culture puts people in are outdated and dumb and homer because he's raised by pop culture still buys into them and is ultimately very destructive because he does it's true uh
1: pop culture is essentially what we make of things uh i was actually listening to the the latest two episodes of every little thing uh that is just cheerleading and it's uh uh it's genesis uh with one guy uh whose name was i can't remember hucker or hecker or something like that uh and apparently uh, the cheerleading got its start as a male profession, and uh, after World War II, when you know all the men went off to fight in the war, the women took over cheerleading at sporting events. Uh, and after afterward, that's what it became. Uh, and apparently, uh, this gentleman uh, decided to put on cheerleading camps to teach young women how to cheerlead. And as part of that, he basically told them, "You are the best people in your high school or middle school or whatever you're doing. So that's what you need to." Do act like it act like you're the best people ever and that's what they did and that's why we have this in pop culture if we stop telling people they're better than other people maybe we could have a better society where less people get bullied maybe who knows
0: and this episode instead of being smart and trying to subvert uh the stereotypes of what a bully is and what a what a bully is not like I was very disappointed to read that the original idea of this episode is that Lisa inadvertently becomes a bully, and then she has to deal with the fallout of that, and I assume at the end of the episode, realizing that, oh, I can be a bully. I can be a bully. Anyone can, and I shouldn't.
1: Yeah, all all it takes to be a bully is to use your power over other people in an irresponsible way. That would have been a good, interesting episode to explain power dynamics among elementary school children, but no, we got this instead.
0: Yeah, this is frankly irresponsible to release uh to your show to a, to a and that, because it came out in 2001 and now nowadays it is like kind of looked down as oh it's a scullyers it's the early teen seasons they're the worst. You know, it, you know, zombie simpsons is full on a thing now and no one care, like everyone's fully aware that the simpsons what happened to them. But at the time I don't think it, it wasn't a bullying wasn't as big a deal as it is now. I think it is lar- a, a bigger a deal I think it is Probably, I imagine, it's still a problem because I still see news reports of bullying gone wrong all the time. But that's – this episode is contributing to that. When you put out an episode that just paints it as just this black and white dumb thing, instead of trying to make it interesting, nuanced, or smart, it does two things. One, it is irresponsible and dangerous and tells people all the wrong things about society and how bullying – what bullying is. And two, it makes a bad episode. Yes, and the the fact this is this an episode like
1: this is a bad idea with this this type of bullying theme. The fact that it's The Simpsons is what really makes me mad because you took something I love and did something profoundly stupid with it.
0: It is very stupid. I don't I don't I don't know if you can effectively. I, we probably have. I it is effective. I want to be eff- effectively state this episode is incredibly dumb, and I'm not one to not necessarily enjoy dumb things i like incredibly dumb things my favorite one of my <laughs> top five movies is predator it is an incredibly dumb movie it is about a bunch of meatheads who fight an alien in the jungle this is bad dumb yes. most of scully are bad dumb and this is it's so i don't know where whoever you are out there listening you can you might not care about oh it's irresponsible or dangerous to present bullying this way that's fine it's still, this is a terrible episode um, because of how dumb it is and how unfunny it is. It has a f- like two or three good lines, nothing that redeems it. I think it ultimately has like one good scene, which is the Lisa and the, the bullies underneath. With the, the bullies, yeah, yeah explaining the, the history of bullying. <laughs> I think that's that's effectively what the, the good this episode presents. So the B-plot is awful. The B-plot, the baby-proofing plot, is terrible. We haven't talked about it much because of how terrible it is, and because it's mostly—it's not, you know, irresponsible and offensive like the bullying stuff is. It's just dumb and not funny. Yeah, don't don't watch this. Like, even <laughs> if you're just watching through season twelve and you can't do this,
1: with just straight up skip it. I,
0: I unfortunately, Matt, I've been—I am aware that multiple, many listeners watch ahead of us. Oh,
1: those poor people! They've oh.
0: already—they've already. It's too late. It's too late. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um we are going we're doing the same thing you are. We're going through this. Um this episode's very bad. Anything you want to add, Matt? No. No, I'm tired of talking about this. Okay. I agree. Um I, then I have a question for you, Matt. Okay. Is this episode broken? I mean Broken
1: implies the possibility of being good, which I think we've had this discussion before. It's like, if something is broken, that means it could be fixed again. This episode is a blight upon The Simpsons and should be scoured. So no, no, it's not broken.
0: I would also agree that it's not broken because it works. I think as a, in a, a storytelling sense, it works. And also, you're right. There is no way to fix this without making a different episode. So I don't know that. I I wouldn't call it broken. You know, I think Broken, I generally think of Broken as structure. You know, it is messy, the plot points don't line up, stuff like that. I, I think aside from the kind of rushed ending where Lisa's suddenly presenting this in front of uh, hundreds of scientists, it works pretty well laying out the things you need to know to understand what's going on, which is what storytelling basically is. It's like kind of like, okay, what are, what's the conflict? Who are the characters? What do they want? Etc. And it does that. So it's not broken, it's still terrible. Not broken though. Yeah, we're getting it's more nuanced as we go, man. Isn't that lovely?
1: Uh, yeah, that's what we want. We're, uh, we're, we're...
0: Subtlety and terribleness.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we can move on to our next segment. It's time. Wait, wait, wait. We'll rank it at the end of the show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Nerd. Obsessive comments in the news group is where i comb through the old alt.nerd.tv sim- dot <laughs> <sighs> i'm struggling with that uh-huh Alt.tv. simpsons news group see what they're talking about the week or two after an episode debuted what they thought of the episode etc cetera, etc cetera. any other interesting tidbits that we might they might have been talking about at the time there i got i did it matt i did it congratulations you're welcome oh wait that's not what you said What's the square root of a million, Matt?
1: I don't know. Uh, square root of a million is no clue.
0: It's a thousand. Oh, okay. A thousand and a negative. but no one can know that, Robbie. See, you <laughs> delved into forbidden knowledge. Oh, I know it's a, that's also that's one of the things in the news group. They're like, actually, yeah, it's a thousand and negative one thousand uh, as well. Um, I, unfortunately, Matt, I have some bad news for you. On top of that. I'm assuming that there's lots of A ratings for this episode. There were a many positive ratings. Uh, I struggled to find even a, a one that described it as average. Uh, first review, very surprised. Just a little expository dialogue. Very, very cool. Best of season 12. It doesn't have the emotional depth of, say, 8-F-O-6, but it was very cool. Possibly my first A grade since season 9. A. Wow. Wow, you held out this long and just gave up. That's, that's some kind of lowering of standards I've never even felt. Secondly... In spite of a few far-fetched plot elements, this episode was very consistent and funny. The Simpsons has, in my humble opinion, made a gradual creative comeback over the course of Season 12, and this show was another good sign. A minus. And this is the most negative one I could find, man. Wow. It's a Lisa-centric episode, yet Lisa's subplot is strangely uncompelling. The premise, Lisa must deal with this new school bully, isn't bad, but Francine the bully is too generic. She just shows up, beats on Lisa, and moves along, often without saying a word some energy from the plot because both sides of a good girl versus evil girl conflict have to be interesting. You also have the usual problem in ending which leaves too many things unexplored. Other on the other hand, I did like a subplot revolving around Homer's baby-proofing crusade. The scene where a professional tries to open a supposedly easy open bottle is hilarious. I give it a C plus, albeit a fairly strong one.
1: Wow, just... Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That was the most negative one I had. And there's also actually a very long like five paragraphs probably like 500 words about how if you think this episode is bad you're wrong (laughs)
1: Uh, people on the internet are dumb robbie i think
0: i think it's largely it comes back to how this episode feel like it's structured like a good episode like because it's the plotting and stuff makes sense and i think when you're used to dealing with a bunch of episodes in a long line where they're just like this makes no sense what's going on why does this happen here what does this have to do with anything? This episode is largely on topic about an A and a B plot. They both, whatever you could say about this episode, every almost everything in the episode is about the A or the B plot. There's not a lot of messy stuff. It, every, both, wrap, both plots wrap up, etc. So it's easy to say, oh, this one's better than the other ones because they it makes sense and the storytelling works. But they don't, again, like they're not thinking about what the episode is saying, which is, you know, all bad. Um, I mentioned earlier the Dick Cheney chalkboard gag. That is what that is. Hospitalized for chest pains. That is, uh, that is explaining that. Um, you were saying, Matt, about, uh, the, the, um, s- school districts trying to reinterpreting what Pi is. Yes. So, Alabama, uh, there's a, a there was a rumor that Alabama... Redefine the value of pi to three to bring it in line with biblical precepts. Proven false. Not true. Alabama did never do this. Indiana House bill in 1897 is a piece of gibberish that could be interpreted to mean pi equals 3.2 or 4 or 160 divided by 49. This was killed in the state senate. That is true. That was Indiana, not Texas. Right. Sorry, Um, Indiana. My bad. um, Some state, once considered a bill setting pi to three or some other arbitrary non-transcendental number, false. Although, with some elements of truth, unfortunately, some of these websites that these people are linking to are not around anymore because it was in 2001. Um, I think that was it. There's some more information about the ratings. Um, I, it, in the 12th season, The Simpsons is posting solid gains compared to its performance the same weeks last year. Increasing 7% among adults 18 to 49, 7% adults 18 to 34, and 8% in total viewers. PKA. So some people are coming back to The Simpsons after last season. Maybe they think it is getting better. No.
1: No. <laughs> no. No. Sorry. No.
0: Okay. Anyway. That's that's all I got. That's all I got, man. So Indiana in eighteen ninety seven did try to redefine Pi, but it failed. Gotcha, it, that's it, what I was thinking. It did of. not it did not pass. Well, thank goodness, otherwise Indiana wouldn't
1: have any wheels. Or circles in general.
0: They don't don't even. You expect politicians
1: to understand math, man Uh, oh well i mean they understand basic math most of the time but you know finance is well beyond them as we have learned
0: we can move on to our next segment it's time for listener question of the week let's try one more number (laughs) yellow kbbl is gonna give me something stupid well hot dog we have a wiener yellow so matt our question of this Mm. week is what is your favorite duffman moment tons of responses i my question for you matt is how good is your duffman my Duffman? terrible. I wish. Gimme an oh no. Give me a Duffman oh no. Oh no. Yeah, that's not. You're doing more I'm macho man great. there. I'm gonna I'll do my best then. Okay. There's lots of duff Duffman quotes, so it's me just basically just doing <laughs> Good a bunch luck of a bunch of Duff Man. Um from Thomas, Duffman can't breathe. Oh no. <laughs> uh, from Joseph, Dyslexia, Duffman's secret shame. Uh, from Lauren, this is a very popular answer. Duffman is thrusting in the gen- in, Is it direction? General direction? Or just direction? It is ju- just regular direction. Duffman is thrusting in the direction of the problem. Uh, from Jenny, for me it was has to be when Barney wins the Duff Beer Contest, presented in by Duffman. Uh, yeah, that's swell. Duff wholeheartedly supports the designated driver program. Now who wants to party? Uh, from Chris, ew, you said if I slept with you, I wouldn't have to touch the drunk. <laughs> Duffman says a lot of things Oh yeah uh, From Brian That brown patch needs a bit of H2O uh, From Sergio Three Duffmen are working the game tonight Don't tell the ch- children it's disillusioning uh, uh, From Chris Duffman is thrusting in the direction of the problem uh, From From Spike at Your Apocalypse Duffman can never die Only the actors who play him Oh yeah from Employee Million at Benjamin, dyslexia, Duffman's secret weakness. Uh, from Colin at Collie Mitch, Duffman is a cautious cat. This is really hurting my voice, by the way. Uh, you can just <laughs> say it in a regular voice. You know? No, 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 no. I have to do it, man. JF at JFVU, Duffman could use an eye-opener. Take a hype, Duffman. You're a disgrace to the unitard. <laughs> and finally from Brian at Brian J. Felton. Ooh, uh, Duff Luck! So, Matt, what is your answer?
1: Uh, my answer is a Duff Man can never die. Only the actors who play him. Oh yeah!
0: See that you did better right then. That was already really, think uh, that was better. Okay, that was much better. I think than your first attempt. I think you 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 leaned into it a little bit better. I've I tried think. I tried to emphasize the
1: graveliness at first, and that was a mistake.
0: Yeah, it's it's I'll more do better next time. It's more about like the the dudeness of it. I think you really have to like lean into the dudeness of it. Yeah, I think that's the the emphasis on it. I think it is the 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 dyslexia gag. Yeah. Cause it makes me I generally feel no empathy or sympathy for Duff Man. That's true. That's <laughs> and that true. it makes me feel some. I go, oh Duffman's a person or this Duffman is a person, I guess. Yeah. You never know which one you're dealing with. Is it Barry? Is it Howard? Know you never know. Uh, I'm not a huge, huge fan of Duffman in general. He is one of those post golden years creations that just never becomes the same as the early guest supporting characters yeah. are him and Gil. Well, it's and... like they
1: tried to turn him into something like that, but he just the character doesn't have the weight behind him unless they were willing to really put a whole episode behind him to uh, you know, to, to expand on that. What's next week's question, Matt? Uh, okay, here's one. Uh, what moment almost made you quit watching the show entirely?
0: Fair enough. All right, guys. Next week's question: What moment almost broke you, or frankly, did break you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Until us. Hopefully, you're back watching. Well, it I mean, now. I, I would say. I mean, you know, I, mean I think that it, what what is the straw that broke the camel's back with The Simpsons? What moment in the show either almost or did break you, depending on if you still continue to watch? Post Golden Years episodes, because I assume most people listening rewatch Golden Years episodes whenever they want, or I feel like it. uh it's mostly the those the you know post season ten episodes. So everyone's like, eh, I don't know about that. Uh, what which, <laughs> which which moment? Not even episode. Which moment did it to you? I'll post this question on all our social media: Facebook dot com slash the Simpson Show Pod, Twitter at Simpson Show Pod, and you can email us at Simpson Pod at gmail dot com. Remember. If, you, you're, you're answering, if you're answering answering those questions on Friday or Saturday or Sunday even, probably not going to see them because we generally record earlier in the week. Uh, Matt, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other... Matt is uh, has a five point lead on me this season, uh, this, this season so far, and we are we are getting to the last third of episodes, so I need to make a move if I am going to make one. Frankly, uh, I will say I do feel like this week my trivia is kind of easy, so we'll see how Robbie does. <laughs> you say that, Matt, and then I get them all wrong, and it makes me look like an idiot. Well, you know, we'll, we'll see. To be fair, I am kind of an idiot. Uh, your your I... easy question, Matt. Are you ready for this? Okay, these are all from way back in season one. Barth the genius. Ooh, okay. You said you've... you've I we've both done stuff from Bart the Genius recently. We have not done these questions, I don't think. At least not... the easy question is an easy question. Bart exchanges his IQ test with who? That would be Martin. That is correct.
1: All right, your easy question. And all of these questions come from Bart the Mother. Okay. What weapon does Nelson buy with tickets at the Family Fun Center? Uh, Pellet gun, BB gun? BB gun, yeah. Close enough.
0: I mean, it's the same thing,
1: isn't it? Uh, no, technically a pellet gun has larger projectiles.
0: But it's still, like, driven by air pressure, isn't it? Uh, generally, yes. Eh. You're me in question, man. Are you ready? Ready. What score does Bart get on the word Quijibo? Ooh, okay, um... Score
1: to the, uh, I believe it's uh, a 116?
0: <sighs> yes, you're right. Oh my gosh! <laughs> really?! <laughs> How, how, your
1: dang memory. Actually, that one was a complete, like, I, there are certain Simpsons numbers I remember and that is one of them. And I was just like, huh, that's surprising. He I did not expect
0: to get that. Well, he doesn't say the number, Matt. That's the thing. Then that was just a very lucky guess. He, I mean, that's the, that's the math. He gets 22 points plus triple word score plus 50 points for using all his letters. I must've seen it in an article somewhere then because I remember the, the, the number 116. 22 points, plus triple word score, plus 50 points for using all those letters. Mm -hmm. What's my medium question, Matt? The easiest questions we got got this week. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh Okay. So what are the names of the two lizards that Bart raises? I don't remember. Oh, really? I really thought you'd get this one. Uh, Do you give up? Mm, Let me guess. I'll guess something and see how foolish I am. Uh, Greeny and Chomper uh yeah not really close uh, is <laughs> chirpy boy and bart jr bart jr i yeah i don't that uh, i i i don't have enough room in my brain my noggin okay is finite space your hard question matt and this is extraordinarily difficult don't get me wrong oh god okay uh as when bart goes to the genius school I didn't even ask you to name the Genius School. I think I actually asked you that before at some point.
1: You have, yes, and I, I did not get it right.
0: Yeah, well, he goes to the Genius School, and uh, we have Bart going to the bookshelf to pick out a book. Okay. He ultimately picks out a Radioactive Man comic. Right. We see 15 other books on the bookshelf. <laughs> name five of them. <laughs> I'm not going to waste
1: everyone's time. No idea. No clue whatsoever. I, mean, I don't remember
0: any of them. I mean, you know, like... Okay. Whatever. It's okay. Smart people books? Sure.
1: Uh let's see. Uh Candide. Uh I'm going to go with um oh something by Saint Augustine, I'm sure. Uh let's
0: <laughs> Keep going. What? Keep going. Uh
1: I I'm trying to think of uh, other ones. Uh let's see uh, The Stranger. Uh, everyone needs a little bit of that. Um let's see here. Uh there's got to be a little uh, uh Chaucer in there. Um hmm. Uh, it's obviously the Canterbury Tales is the only one I remember of his uh, a couple of Bibles, uh, probably a Martin Luther Bible, uh, maybe Gutenberg in there if they're lucky. Uh, let's see. There's also probably Brief History of Time that was out back then, right? Uh, yeah, I'm done now. I'm, I'm done wasting everyone's time.
0: <laughs> None of those are in the bookshelf. I'm sure they weren't. I really like that for Candide is your first your first for a smart person book. You go to Candide. Uh-huh. Uh Here's their books. I'll list all of them. We have Quantum Mechanics, Plato, Pushkin, The Life of Leonardo, Crime and Punishment, Nana by Emile Zola, Shakespeare. It just says one's guess It says Shakespeare, and then one through six, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, Dante's oh, Inferno, you, I guess. Babylonian Myths, Design of Computers, Moby Dick, Paradise Lost, The Iliad by Homer, Astrophysics, and Balzac. Good old Balzac. Mhm. Um, none of your none of your responses from there. Matt. That's uh, okay. It's a difficult it's a very difficult question. The fact yeah. that you get the Dang Quijote score tells me that I'd need to resort to that kind of stuff to get even try and to No, you.
1: definitely not. Not definitely not.
0: What's my hard question? All right, your hard question. Uh what is the food chain that Skinner
1: cites in the end of Bart the Mother once the lizards get away? What animals are eaten by what animals?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I, I think. Okay, can you tell me how many animals there are? Uh, there are only four. Okay, that, uh, that's my that was my worry because I can think of three of them. Um, it 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 ends with gorillas because the gorillas are at the end of the end of the top of the they're at the top of the chain. Uh, they will freeze to death in the winter, and then there's exactly. then there's snakes. I think I think it goes gorillas and then snakes. Gorillas will kill the snakes. Then the one below them are birds. Snakes will get the birds and the birds are going to get. I can't think the thing I might be skewed one way or the other. I know that there's I want to say it's gorillas, snakes, birds, and then what are these lizards Um, it. Some kind of rodent, mongoose. They kill they kill reptiles. You've you've got them all for the most part, just in, in the wrong order. So I'm going to give you
1: two out of three points for this one. Okay, I won't. I will take uh, it. It is uh, the lizards eat the pigeons uh, because that's that's why everyone's excited for them to be there. Uh, the lizards are eaten by Chinese needle snakes. Snakes uh, and the, the, right, the you lizards. Got the, the Chinese needle snakes was kind of important, right? Uh, and then the goril- There are snake eating gorillas which eat the snakes, and then the gorillas freeze to death in the winter. So you got most of that. So I'll give you two points.
0: You did say the lizards were part of the one of the animals. I right. assume that I assume that was on top of the lizards. Four animals on top of lizards, not three oh, animals my plus yeah, the yeah, lizards. Yeah. They eat the uh, I mean I, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I got. It. I'll take it. I'll take points. I'll take points. I, I uh, no, not complaining. Matt, I got some. I got some bonus questions for you. Okay. I got these are all from Brian. Y'all come from Selma's choice. What amusement park do the kids at Homer want to go to? Uh, it's uh Duff Gardens. That is correct. What is the name of the relative who dies? Uh, Great Aunt Hortense. That's a different aunt uh a different, different episode. Di- different aunt. Aunt Gladys uh, is, in this, Gladys. is, is Gladys right. in this episode. What is the name of the funeral home that performs Aunt Gladys' funeral, and what is their slogan? I have no idea of either. The lucky stiff funeral home, we put the fun in funeral. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, what killed Aunt Gladys? Uh, loneliness. <laughs> a bowel obstruction <laughs> killed Aunt Gladys. It's practically the same thing. It really is. Which four of the seven Duffs do we see at Duff Gardens? uh surly sleazy remorseful i can't remember anymore uh tipsy queasy surly and remorseful those are the ones we right. see no sleazy only queasy no sleazy? oh okay tipsy queasy surly remorseful very appropriate your of final qu- your final question Matt. what does bart do to appear taller to get onto the roller coaster
1: uh he puts lollipops on his feet
0: that's this this says stands on caramel apples you I, know, they could have been caramel apples. They were they had sticks and round sticky things on the bottom. Yeah, that's I I always thought it was lollipops as well. But maybe it was. They're not. Very, the lollipops are not very thick, though. Caramel apples would be thicker. They get that's you true. Up higher. That's
1: true. But they uh, but uh, compared to his body size, I assume lollipops because I feel like a caramel apple would be the size of his foot and they seem
0: smaller than that. But, you know, yeah, they do never say what they are. We just see Bart stick a thing to his foot. Right. See, you assume you know things, Matt, and then someone that's presents true. how they see the world, and reality is destroyed. Exactly, fundamentally. So, Matt, is that all the questions? That's all the questions. All right. However, we're not done yet with this episode. Ah, uh, yeah. We have hmm. one final segment we we in every single episode with. It is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever. It's part of the show where Matt and I ranked episodes, ranked episodes categorically. so We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. This is a bad episode. Matt.
1: It really is. It's a very, very bad episode. The question is, how bad is it enough to make it to the bottom of the list?
0: I, I'm looking at this. Is my uh, my first question, Matt? Is it worse, better, or worse? than it's it's a mad, 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 mad march.
1: Don't hate me, but I don't think it's as bad as Mad, Mad 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 Marge because Mad 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 Marge is just mean and bad to the character. Uh, and I really hate that. And it has a completely nonsensical plot structure. This at least has a usable plot structure. It's just that plot happens to be dumb, which I don't think it makes me as sad as, as it could have been.
0: Yeah. That's uh, it's the thing we, I was talking about. I talked about, I mentioned earlier is like, it's either like, Oh, they're really messy and they make no sense or they're offensive where sometimes they're both. Um, I think I agree with you. I think it's a Mad, 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 Mad Marge is worse. How about Tennis the Menace?
1: Um, tennis the Menace. Um, hmm. I really hate this episode. Honestly, I have to go back to the structure of this episode actually making sense and just the plot being bad. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I could put it all the way up to right below when you dish upon a star. Just because of the elves and Saddlestore Galactica and Homer versus Dignity just being awful, but honestly, we could put it anywhere in there. And I I would not care.
0: <laughs> you just want this to be over with, don't you? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make this as long as possible. I think this is better than Tennis the Menace. by. For, I think that is the right pl- the right arena for it. It's it's with Homer versus Dignity with, for Homer versus Dignity, Saddlestore Galactica. When you dish upon a star, uh, I think it's below. When you dish upon a star. Frankly, I think it's below Saddle Sword Galactica. I I am torn between is it better or worse than Homer versus dignity? Because That's... I I think this is worse. I think this is worse than Homer versus dignity. This makes I, I I could totally be okay with that. I understand. I, I think that this is this is somehow like it's not that it's like offensive like it's offensive to me. Because, like what you said, Matt, because it's so stupid, why offensive that a Simpsons episode is this so stupid? How dare they? Is How dare they? Okay, so we're going to put it right below Homer vs. Dignity, right above Tennis the Menace. This is Bye Bye Nerdy. The new number 244 on the list. New number 54 on the post-Golden Years ranking, which is not a good place to be. It is four from the bottom. Five from the bottom, right? Excuse me. Um, Very bad episode. Very bad episode. Do not watch it unless you really hate yourself. What's our next episode, Matt? I think you mentioned earlier.
1: If I'm remembering correctly, it's... We finally hit Simpson Safari.
0: <laughs> Clear room at
1: the bottom of the list. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's the Africa episode. Oh, God. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this, you know, I'm going to give you a, a a little this is the only fact I think I'm going to give you about Simpson Safari before we get to it next week. It was nominated okay. for M- an Emmy for music. What?
1: Okay, sure. Sure. Let's music. That's that's inoffensive, right?
0: We'll see. I'm I am just I <laughs> I Ooh, I don't know. I haven't I've literally seen Simpson's Safari one time. I've watched Simpson's Safari one time. Even even then I knew, oh my god, this is terrible and never watched it again. So, we will see. We'll see how it goes. That'll be next week. Uh I would say watch along with us. I don't know if you should. For your own safety. Yeah, maybe wait,
1: wait for us to to, to wait, tell you not to watch it. You know, it.
0: for your own well-being, you might not want to watch that. Uh you can find this list on our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. Links to everything there, to our Facebook, to our Patreon, uh, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed. Uh, all those things. Uh, if you want to follow us and, and support us uh, with a couple dollars, we'd love that, obviously. Um, before we go, you can find me online on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. Or you can go to my website, it's RobbieDorman.com. It has links to everything uh, everything I am and do on the internet, including my debut horror novel, Conquest, a book about a small Mountain Town beset by wildfires and werewolves. Encourage you to check that out. Hey, buy it. Read it for free. If you have Amazon Prime, you have have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him.
1: Uh, That is accurate. After watching this episode and looking at our next episode, I'm just going to live underground. I'm going to dig myself a nice little home underneath the dirt and just stay there. Uh, It's Florida, so I might drown in the process. So, you know, just, uh, just just stick all of your uh your messages into the ground they'll eventually find their way to me
0: ha hmm Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: that's the way that goes I'm Robbie and I'm Matt and you
0: keep watching the Simpsons. except this one shh